This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there, thank you for joining me for episode nine of Too Busy to Podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who has subscribed thus far. We are nine episodes in and I am so grateful to you for joining me on this journey. So thank you again for subscribing. We have lots more episodes coming up, including our first guest in a couple weeks, where we will be talking all about overcoming imposter syndrome. So stick with me and I hope that you will continue to enjoy the show. So let's get into today. In episode eight, I talked all about hosting platforms. As you might recall, my two favorites are Libsyn and Buzzsprout. Libsyn is my preferred one. It's the one that I have used from the very beginning. They're very reputable. They've been in the podcasting game for quite a while now. Libsyn is my preferred one. Buzzsprout a close second. And as a recap, hosting platforms are where you store your audio files for your podcast and where your RSS feed is created. An RSS feed, I can never say that word fast, or really simple syndication as it's otherwise known, according to live365.com, is a script that allows people to subscribe to your podcast in order to access updates to online content. So in Apple Podcasts, for example, if you subscribe to a show, every time a new episode is released, you will receive an in-app notification. So that's how it works. If I wanted to make a change, say for example, I released an episode and I saw that a semicolon was incorrect and I wanted to add a hyphen, I would just pop into my host, make that change and rather quickly, almost immediately, depending on the platform, Apple takes a bit longer, you will see that change show up across Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Audible, wherever it is that your podcast shows, that change will show as well. So in simple terms, an RSS feed is a way to easily distribute your podcast to all directories so that your listeners can tune in. Now, I'm going to go into this a little bit for you. I do normally do this part for my launch clients, but I'm going to talk you through what you need in order to do this for yourself. If you listen to episode three, you'll know that I talk about the four phases of launching a podcast. And this step all about RSS fees will usually happen, I would say, between phases two and three, probably more three, which is the publish phase. So you've done your prep work in phase one, you have started to produce your episodes and gotten your cover art together, your intro, your outro, all that kind of stuff. You're ready to go and now you're ready to publish. So I would say this would usually happen in the third phase If you haven't listened to episode three, please do make sure you go back and check it out so that all of this makes sense. So 
In the prep phase, you might have decided what hosting platform you were going to use. If you haven't yet, that's fine, but you definitely want to do it by the time you get to this point because you need to, you know, you need to decide what hosting platform you're going to use because as I mentioned, that is where your RSS feed lives. There's a lot of things that you would have decided in the prep phase, like the name of your podcast, who your listeners are going to be, where they hang out, how many times, the frequency of your podcast, all that kind of stuff. Your cover art should also be ready to go at this point. And there's a few other bits and pieces that you'll need to have. And if you follow the steps as outlined in episode three, then you can't go wrong. Let's get into it. Let's kick this off. As a disclaimer, I'm only familiar with or have hands-on experience with Libsyn and Buzzsprout. So for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to be referring to Libsyn because I know it like the back of my hand. So don't panic if you don't use Libsyn or you, you decide to go with another platform. No matter what hosting platform you use, it should be pretty straightforward. Where it might get tricky is when you add your RSS feed to Apple Podcasts for your show to show up within that app. They are super duper 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 particular. The cover art has to be the right size. Everything within your hosting platform needs to be correct. If anything is even the slightest bit off, you won't have your podcast approved within Apple Podcasts. And that will just caboodle the whole launch, which, you know, no one wants. So let's go through this point by point. So number one is your title, your your name, your podcast name. You would have come up with this, I imagine, in your first stage, first phase prep. So again, this should be ready to go. In Libsyn and possibly other hosting platforms, this is going to be used as the show slug. Now, the slug is the bit that comes after the forward slash when you create your RSS feed. Number two, author. Now, the author is your own name. It's your podcast. It's your show. So that would be you. So you just pop your name into that section. That's number two. Number three is your cover art. So hopefully by phase three, you have your cover art sorted, whether it's that you worked with a graphic designer or you're creating something yourself in Canva, it's totally fine. But you need to make sure that your cover art is ready so that you can do this process at least two weeks before your launch date. That's what I recommend to people. That's what I do when I work with my clients because that's when you are going to put your trailer out and all of this is factored in at that point. Remember, we spoke about why you need a trailer and what a trailer is back in episode four. So if you haven't already, do go back and listen to that episode. I'll make sure to add the link in the show notes so that you can pop back over and have a listen if you need to. So cover art is a big one. I see a number of posts and I've experienced it myself where this is the bit that goes terribly, terribly wrong because usually something is askew and Apple won't accept you. So the requirements for cover art are as follows. A minimum of 1400 by 1400 pixels, maximum 3000 by 3000 pixels. I usually stick to the 1400, 1600 pixel. There's no need to really go that high. And remember that your cover art is showed in lots of different sizes. I found this amazing website recently where you can check what your cover art looks like on different platforms. I'm going to have to dig out that website and share it with you guys in the show notes. So you're able to see what it looks like on all the different directories and make sure, you know, it's legible no matter 
what size. So if it's a thumbnail or the main picture, you want to make sure that it's totally legible. Cover art also needs to be under five kilobytes. RGB color space, so no grayscale, nothing fancy like that. Preferably JPEG file format. If not, then PNG file format works well also, but just those two, nothing else will work. Just JPEG or PNG. It's really, really important for me to stress, especially in terms of the the size of the cover art, it's really, really important. Apple will pick up if your cover art is off, even if it's, say, for example, 1400 by 1401. I know that seems really minor, but it will pick it up and it will not let you go any further. Having your podcast on Apple is super, super important. So you want to make sure that you get it just right. So stick to those requirements. And again, I will include those in the show notes. The fourth thing you'll need is your description. Again, this is something that you would have probably come up with in the prep stage. If not, you definitely need to have it by the third stage. Your description is a bit similar to your trailer. It shouldn't be too long. In fact, you want to stick to 384 characters. Let's assume that includes spaces and punctuation. This is something that Spotify requires. You can go past 384 But of course, it will be cut off and that just doesn't look very nice. So try and stick to 384 characters or less. You want to include your keywords. So if your podcast, as you know, this one is for female coaches. In my description, I refer to coaches and their pain points. Pain points being time poor, the tech is overwhelming, don't know where to start, all that kind of stuff. So think about what your keywords are and make sure that you put them in your description. Now, where do you find the description? So if you were to go to Apple Podcasts, the app on your phone, or Spotify, and you click on the cover art of that show, you will see in both Apple and Spotify, you will see the description comes up just below the cover art. So there might be a subscribe button or something in between, but it's usually a very short paragraph below the cover art. So that is your description. And you'll see that people do like two, three lines, and then there's others that might do six, seven lines. Again, it's a bit like your trailer, which we talked about before. You want to include the who, the what, the why. So who are you? What is this podcast about? And why are you the person to do it? What makes you qualified to be doing this podcast? So those are the key things to think about in terms of your description. Then we'll go on to the language. So language, of course, quite self-explanatory. English, Spanish, French, whatever language you want your podcast to be, that is how you set it. Next is the content rating. This is either clean or explicit. Now, if all your episodes are going to be explicit throughout, you're going to be swearing left, right, center, then I would say from this point in your show settings, you'll go to settings, go to show settings, Libsyn, this is for Libsyn, and mark your content rating as explicit. My podcast is marked clean, but on occasion, you might have a guest or yourself, you might get so involved in your conversation. So in the show settings for the show, mark it accordingly. So if it's going to be clean, most of the time, mark it as clean. And then when you have the odd episode where, you know, there's a swear word, then you mark that one episode as explicit. Super, super important. You don't want to give anyone any reason to complain. So do the right thing. Number seven, categories. So you are allowed to pick up to three categories. 
And I highly recommend that you pick all three, not one, not two, three. And that is because you'll be found in more places. So for example, if your podcast is about entrepreneurship, your main category can be business entrepreneurship. If then you're also going to be talking about mindset, your second category could be health and health and fitness, I think, and mental health. I can't remember where mindset fits in, but there's so many different categories. I couldn't possibly remember them all, but that just shows you an example. So you'll start with entrepreneurship business and the main category, the first category is the most important. And then the other two are subcategories, but by choosing a subcategory. So for example, like I mentioned, health and fitness, mental health, you will also be picked up in the health and fitness. So not just the mental health, but also the health and fitness. I hope that makes sense. I am going to link all the categories again in the show notes, but there's so many, just go through them and make sure that you are able to take advantage of all the categories available. And remember, you can play around with this a bit. You can come back and change it in a couple of months if you feel like, oh, that isn't the right fit or I want to test out something else, you can come back and change it. When you set up your account, so when you set up Libsyn or Buzzsprout, your RSS feed is created automatically. What I've just gone through is you inputting the information for that RSS feed. So there's no coding, there's nothing technical. It's literally putting in the information as per the seven steps that I have just talked to you about. The next step of this, if you use Libsyn, you will have to add your RSS feed separately to Apple Podcasts. And that's something that we are going to cover next week, all about Apple Podcasts, just to make sure that you are on the right foot to success. Our link in the show notes instructions are for where you can find your RSS feed in the top four, well, my top four. So Libsyn, Blueberry, Buzzsprout and Podbean. So if those are the platforms that you're considering, I will link instructions where you can find your RSS feed in those platforms. So to recap, your name or your title of your podcast, the author should be yourself, your cover art, make sure you stick to the requirements. Again, I'll link those in the show notes. Make sure you stick to those requirements. Your description, language, content rating, whether it be explicit or clean and categories. That's it for this week. I hope you found that helpful. I will see you next Thursday. Speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.